0: We are LP Magazine, and since 2001, we've been the leader in providing content
1: and education for the loss prevention and asset protection industry, and we are known as the voice and authority of the LP community. Each episode, we'll be sharing and discussing the latest in trends and current issues related to all things retail and profit protection.
0: You're listening to the LPM Podcast. All right, hello and welcome everyone to Two Cents on Two Things, a limited podcast series from LPM Podcasts. I'm Kevin McMenamin. I'll be your host today uh, with LP Magazine. Uh, With me today, our guest is uh, Lisa LeBruno. She is the Senior EVP of Retail Operations for RELA. And our session today is sponsored by Prime Communications, uh, Prime Secured. Prime Secured is proud to sponsor the inaugural podcast of Two Cents on Two Things, Uh, Prime has enjoyed great success in the retail sector, assisting clients and providing a secure and safe environment for their employees, for their visitors, for their physical assets. And they're very happy to give back to the industry in form of support for this podcast um, to provide uh, not only uh, further insight to industry leaders and their opinions, but um, there's a charitable beast too that we're going to talk about a little later in today's program. So let's start with uh, welcoming Lisa. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Hey, Kevin. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And, and thanks for uh, for joining us and um, sharing a little bit of, of Lisa with the world today. Um, I know that I, I kind of gave you some insight as to what this this whole process was going to look like. But um, for those of you who are listening, we actually have a, uh, a board of topics. Um, and on those topics, we have uh, personal, professional, and uh, political topics that um, the folks that we're speaking to get to choose from. So uh, Lisa has an option of, of taking the easy route and going down the personal path. Uh, it's actually not usually that easy. That can actually be the most hard one, right? So, um, but we're going to go down personal and we can talk professional or we can put it out on, all on a limb and, and really get political. Um, but uh, the idea here is to start a conversation, Lisa. You know, like this, is, we're going to talk about some things and we're going to then take these topics. We're going to put them out as um, questions on our website to the, to our listeners. Um, and we're also going to create some articles out of these as well. So um, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty excited about where this whole process is, is uh, likely to take us and, and a little bit outside of just the regular stuff about, you know, catching bad guys and reducing shrink and, 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 and that type of thing. Right. Um, there's a lot going on right now in in the world as, as you know, and as we all know, and, and you're probably even more connected to it uh, than I am in a lot of ways, especially in the retail world. Um, but uh, uh, I'm gonna ask you if you would like to pick from one of these or pick one of your own um, or maybe a twist on one of the ones here. So uh, taking a look down the board from personal, professional or political, which topic do you think we wanna tackle today?
1: Well, so Kev, first, thanks for having me and thanks for your confidence in me uh, to lead this first podcast. Uh, Hopefully, uh, I won't disappoint. I'm going to put myself out on a limb here in the spirit of of taking a risk and stepping outside my comfort zone, and I'm going to go the personal route. Uh, and, uh, from that list, I will choose my biggest accomplishment.
0: All right. Biggest accomplishment. It's not biggest accomplishment for a thousand Alex, but it is, uh, (laughs) it is on the board. So, um, and, and I think, you know, for in, in full transparency, obviously we've talked a little bit about this before this session, right? Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a twist on, on your biggest accomplishment because most people think. You know, from that, it's going to be some award that you've won or some some major thing that you've you've done. That, but I think this is even bigger than than that in a lot of ways. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I do, Kev. I mean, you know, initially I was going going to take the safe route and just say that my biggest accomplishment was passing the uh, bar exam uh, on my first attempt. But um, you know, there's not a whole lot to be gleaned from that, and so I wanted to talk about something that I'm hoping will resonate. Uh, with just one person, uh, and maybe my story can have a positive impact in in the life of somebody else.
0: Love it. All right. Well, let's get into it.
1: Okay. So um, what I would say is my biggest accomplishment is being open to the idea uh, of forgiving a stranger uh, who um, really caused a lot of uh, destruction in my life. So uh, when I was 26 years old, I was struck by a car as a pedestrian. uh, And uh, it was late at night uh, during one of the coldest winters uh, New Jersey had had. uh, And uh, I was by myself uh, getting out of my car uh, and uh, I was struck by another vehicle Um, and he left me there. Uh, and my injuries were, were pretty grave. Uh, and so, you know, it um, at the risk of sounding overly dramatic, um, he left me there to die in the street alone. Uh, and my accident was followed by several years of just a lot of anger and hatred towards uh, this person whom they ultimately identified and apprehended. Um, and, through the course of uh, a lot of conversation and uh, self-reflection and uh, counseling, um, I learned the, the, the power of forgiveness uh, and figured out a way uh, to truly forgive him um, for what he did to me. Uh, and you know, what I learned from that whole experience was that um, forgiveness is really a gift that I gave myself. Uh, and I gave my family. Uh, it had nothing to do with him. Um, and it sort of freed me up to go on with my life. And more importantly, it freed up my family uh, and uh, the other folks who love me um, to get on with their lives as well.
0: That's amazing. Um, and because and, it really is a burden, right? It, it's It's baggage that um, that you carry around. I mean, I, I, we can probably all relate in some way, you know, not to that extent clearly. Right. But there's always someone who either wronged us that, you know, and, and there's a lot of people who carry that grudge. Um, I, I, I can think of several people who, who are almost famous for it, you know, that they, they can't let stuff go. Right. Um, uh, I had a, a, a an incident in my life when I was younger, um, and from a family perspective, and I, um, it took years to realize that that forgiving was okay, you know that, and that it was a path that you could take. Now, it, it wasn't like an overnight thing for you, though, right? I mean, it, it's not like you just wake up one day and you're like, oh done, you know, <laughs> let yeah. it go, you know, whatever. There's a process, right? I mean, you hear about four steps of forgiveness and seven steps of forgiveness and, you know, that type of thing. What, what was it like for you? What did you go through to, to get to that place where where you were able to accept it and, and feel like you were putting it behind you and moving on?
1: Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't say that there were tangible steps that I followed, um, but it was really sort of Founded in self-awareness and how I was spending my time, um, and I'm I'm just going to speak in the in the first person because I'm only you know I don't I I can't I can't profess to know how others feel, but for me, that grudge carried a lot of hatred, uh, and in order to hate somebody, I realized that I had to think about them all the time. I mean, think about it, Kevin. You know, you 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 love Sarah. You're not thinking about her all the time. Right, it's just it's just a natural feeling that you have. Um, I I love Livy, my daughter, and you know, but it doesn't require me to think about her every minute of every day. But I realized that in order to hate him, and I was I was bent on hating him for the rest of my life, I had to think about him all the time. I had to think about my accident all the time and what he did to me, um, and there was just so much negative energy that was getting in the way of me living a fulfilled life. And it was identifying that and being very self-aware and then really just getting to the point of complete exhaustion. And when I reached that that point, um, and I'll never forget it, it was the day that my aunt uh, with whom I was very close was was being buried, and he was top of mind for me. Um, and I I really just at that point reached reached this sort of aha moment of like this is ridiculous, and I've got to fix this. Um, and so you know just ha- had lots of conversation and self reflection and figured out a strategy, and my strategy uh, which I was not initially bought into. Um, was to speak to him. And so I went on a mission to find him uh, and reached out to some people who were able to connect me to him. And I uh, spoke to him on the phone. Uh, and you know, going into that conversation, I knew that it was um, all about me. His response didn't matter. Um, and luckily, I had that framework going in um, uh, because he had nothing to say to me. Um, but I uh, apologized to him uh, for all of the ill will that I had wished on him over the past many years in retribution for what he did to me. Um, and I, I let him know that I forgave him for it. Uh, I got no reaction from him, no, no apology, but you know, I, I wasn't expecting one and I didn't need one more importantly. Um, and from the moment I hung up that phone, Uh, until this day, um, the weight of the world has been lifted off my shoulders. I, you know, certainly in preparing for this conversation, I've thought more about him and my accident than I have in a long time. Um, But I, you know, I I give very little thought to either. Um, And that's the gift that I gave myself. You know, there used to be a time where March 19th, every year, uh, I get a bunch of phone calls from every member of my family and I've got five brothers and sisters and my parents, and my aunts, and my uncles, and my friends, everybody would call on March 19th and everybody would be crying and, you know, just, you know, letting me know what a difficult day it is. They, they recognize that. Um, I haven't received a phone call on March nineteenth, which I'm a little ticked off about because nobody remembers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, in years and years, Lisa,
0: you got to let that go. You just I know, let that go. <laughs> right? I forget
1: that. Um, honestly, Kevin, it was uh, the most um, amazing gift that I could give my family, and they were able to stop making those phone calls because they knew I was over it and I no longer needed a reminder every year. Of how awful it was
0: yeah yeah that's fantastic and Uh, it's a
1: it's a it's a lesson i can continue even though libby wasn't a wasn't alive it's a lesson that that i can parent her through over and over again she's very well aware um of my accident and my my testimonial around forgiveness and it surfaces every once in a while in her life so, and, and look, it doesn't, for, forgiveness doesn't apply just in these, you know, monster situations, right? Like getting hit by a car. Um, it applies in the everyday, like you reference grudges, that yeah. silly grudges that, that people hold. And, um, you know, it applies there too, because even if it's a small thing, like somebody wronged you in, you know, you're in the industry, a colleague wronged you or you know, whatever. Um, it still requires negative energy to perpetuate that grudge, and for me, it's just not a good investment of my time or my emotion.
0: Well, it really isn't for anybody, right? It's just it. It takes away from from the the positive life that you're you're living because you're you're allowing them to have that that space and that time. You know that, um, and and it does come back too, right? It you said how you know you th- every once in a while it'll surface either for libby or, or for you or you know whatever and and, and that's okay though right i mean yeah. it's it's gonna come back and it, it's not like there's no like magic um okay you're forgiven and i never have to think about this again right it's still gonna come back and it's gonna be sure. okay but 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 you 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 approach it from a completely different angle right you approach it from a um with a with a very different set of eyes you know and a, and a different heart right because you're you're um you're in a better place, you know. I yeah. And
1: and, you know, positivity. Right. I mean, to to, you know, it's it's sort of cliche ish, right? You know, you you find the silver lining and look, if I could go back and recreate, I'd I'd recreate my life with a scenario where it didn't happen. I'm not one of those people where I'll say, oh, I'm so glad it happened because I, <laughs> you know, learned so many great things and met so many great people. Ah, I wish it didn't happen. Um, but it did. And, um, it is shaped the, um, it is shaped the mom who I am, uh, the daughter that I am, the friend who I am, you know, it's shaped me in, in every way.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's, um, you know, to your point, you, you don't necessarily think, oh God, I'm so glad that happened, but. There are so many events like that, um, and some of them are even small events, you know. And you you carry this anger, but if you really stop and think about it, and you really look at it, you realize that it actually what not that it was a good thing, but it led you in a different direction. It led down different things. I mean, there's so many people who have those inspirational stories that, yeah. uh, and I think there's even a few country songs written about it. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> that uh, you know one of God's greatest gifts is unanswered prayers, right? Or, or that type of thing, right? Sometimes. Um, you know, it, it does lead you and, and make you a more fulfilled person that Absolutely. you may not have been if you hadn't gone through that experience. Now, obviously your experience being far more traumatic, um, it, it probably not on that same level, but, but even with some of the little grudges, you know, um, it, it, you just got to let it go. You know, I'm not going to break into a song here and start singing, uh, channeling my inner, inner, Elsa or anything, but, uh, <laughs> but, you so, know,
1: the key is though, Kevin is when you let it go, you gotta really believe in it, right? Like I, what I learned through a lot of conversation uh, leading up to that phone call was, you can't just say, oh, I forgive you and think you're gonna move on. You gotta really believe it in your heart and in your mind. Um, and that takes, it, it, takes, it takes work. It, it, takes, it takes a tremendous amount of um, self-reflection, which can be painful. Yeah. Um, but well worth the ride for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and some people don't get that opportunity to, to speak to that other person either. Um, you know, in my case, I didn't get to speak to that other person. Um, they were gone before I, before I got to a place where I think I was able to do that. And, um, but it, but it actually, it still was very fulfilling to be able to say, but you know what? It's okay. Yep. You
1: know? Yeah. So. For sure. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Well, we're going to take some of this, this topic and we're going to, we're going to do some, some neat stuff with it. I think to, to the, um, the magazine and kind of explore this a little bit more, um, and, and, and broaden this conversation a little bit. Um, like you said, if, if it can help one person, then this whole exercise, you know, was worth it. So I appreciate you, uh, you opening up there and, and being, um, being willing to, you know, to really put that out there.
1: Yeah. You know, me, Kevin.
0: Yeah, you're uh, you're like not it. an easy one to get to to do stuff like that. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty accomplished right now um, yeah. because this is, I know that's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, it's, right, it's
1: a big deal on. for sorry, it's a big deal for me to sort of uh, you know me. I, I tend to keep things pretty close to the vest when it comes yeah. to personal yeah. things, but um, I feel really passionate about this topic because again, I, if my story can make one person, you know, think about how forgiving someone who's, who's done them wrong, like real wrong. Um, if it can change his or her life, uh, I'm willing to to make myself vulnerable for sure.
0: You know, you know what else I'd love is someone listening to say, Holy bleep. That was, I mean, that's a big deal. Like, I, I know you're not going into detail to what happened, but, it was a, I I know enough about the details to know that it was a very traumatic experience and that it was a long time of recovery. Is that fair to say? Uh, So so when you, you, when you look at that in comparison to, um, to these little things that people have wronged us about, right? There's stupid little things out there that people have done, you know, that, you know, yeah. Can I hold a grudge about that? But you know what? Um, That happened to Lisa. Like she was, you know, almost literally destroyed, right. In, in physically, emotionally, and otherwise. Right. So, um, but you're able to forgive that, you know, so why can't I forgive this? Right. Um, And get past it. So maybe there's a message there too, that, you know, there's some inspiration there to say, you know, things could have been worse, you know, um, and, and really holding on to is really so small and so insignificant that let it go. You
1: know. But I do want to recognize the people who, you know, have gone through far further traumatic experiences than than me. Right? Those folks are out there too. And, oh, even
0: absolutely, yeah. Right?
1: I couldn't do it on my own. I needed a lot of help, and that was really the first, you know, step to to recognize that I wasn't flawed because I couldn't figure it out myself. Um, so, you know, there's. So, somebody could probably, somebody far smarter than I could probably write out all the steps, you know, that, that need to be followed here. And maybe it is out there. I just sort of went by my own script and, and, you know, sort of, um, the premise of my script was misery, um, really.
0: <laughs> well, I think, um, I, I, there are some, you know, some steps out there, but I think that's also, you know, even if someone could find the inspiration to say, you know what, I, I'm going to find my own path. You know, yep. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not looking to rely on somebody else and I'm not looking to talk to someone about it. I just, I'm going to set in my mind the my own steps, you know, to get to that place where I can just let it go. You know? Right,
1: right. Um, yeah, skip it up, Kevin. I appreciate you uh, making me comfortable talking about it and looking forward to seeing what else comes out of it.
0: Good, good. Me too. All right, let's go on to something a little less uh, heavy. Okay. <laughs> All right, so where are we going next?
1: So I'm, I'm staying like far away from the pol- political, <laughs> political topics. Uh, I'm gonna go with professional and I'll take working and managing remote.
0: All right, working and managing remote. There we go. All right, all right. So let's talk a little bit about working and managing remotely. And, and we're, I think we're all doing it. At this point, you know, if, unless we work in a grocery store, a pharmacy, a, you know, yeah. <laughs> essential businesses, but right. even the corporate offices for those essential businesses are all working from home. So, right. Um, yeah. Let's so, that a little bit.
1: Yeah. What's so interesting. And this I mean, is less
0: about a how to, right? I mean, we're not talking oh. about like, here's, oh our, here's our home, you know.
1: Oh, gosh. No. Y'all yeah. have that. Everybody's got that figured out. This was just really sort of a, an observation that I've made um, more recently really, but I've worked remote, gosh, since, um, you know, from my home, um, for, for, with RILA since I started at RILA in 2010. So I've been remote for 10 years, but the last eight months have felt very different because my colleagues are working remote too. My direct reports, uh, my peers, um, uh, and so, again, in sort of the spirit of positivity, um, what I've grown to appreciate is the stronger connection that I've actually made with my colleagues. Um, working in this everybody is remote environment. Um, and you know, and and folks might be like, like what are you talking about? Like, like I haven't seen my 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 colleagues in person. Really, has not had a conference, you know, in a year and a half. Um, but you know what 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 I've enjoyed is you know on these Zoom calls, you know, being invited into your colleagues' homes, um, getting insight into their you know their husbands, getting to meet their husbands and wives and their children, um, you know, <laughs> but they're, do- they're pets, right? Um, and, you know, I, I had a. I, you know, I've had the virtual cocktail hours. Um, you know, over the course of the of the last eight months, I, you know, I I, I enjoyed my my cocktail hour with Kathleen Gardner and uh, Orla Murphy and 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 uh, Deb Maples over at the Gap in William Sonoma, and I got to meet their spouses for the first time, um, and I got to meet Orla's kids and Kathleen's kids and. Uh, uh, I can't remember if it, I think it was Deb took us on a tour of her back patio, you know, in in, in California. It was beautiful, right? I've never been to that area of California. Um, and then, you know, just like with my my real colleagues, meeting their children, you know, that, that I've heard about over these last many years, um, but never got an opportunity to meet. And then there's just something kind of oddly fun about seeing their decor and their, you know, it was funny. I was, um, uh, you know, I work from my office in my home and a couple of weeks ago I had to quarantine uh, because I returned from visiting my parents in Texas. And so in order for Libby to go to school and play basketball, I needed to not be in the house. And so I went to a friend's house and my goodness, Kevin the first internal call I had all of the chats, Lisa, where are you? Is that another room in your house? Are you at another house? Um, and so we've like we've become, or I've become very aware of my my colleague's surroundings, the people who come and go in the background, um, and I think it's also given me an opportunity anyway to really hone in on, you know, that component of servant leadership where you put, you know, the 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 personal. Um, interests of others before you. And and what I mean by that is this, you know, everybody's going through a hard time. They've got their own, you know, nuanced hardships uh, that they're experiencing over these last eight months, whether they've had a loved one who passed from COVID, whether they've got young children at home while they're trying to, you know, work from home. Um, You know, they're just, everybody's going through so much. Um, And to... Be present for my direct reports who are going through significant hardship over these last eight months. Um, when I'm struggling myself with some challenges, um, it really requires you to focus on others versus self, even if just for a few moments. Right where okay, I'm gonna. I, I have a daily up, a weekly update with with this direct report. My goodness, I'm having the worst day ever you know, Libby is home from school and she's driving me nuts and I've got such a busy day. Okay, set that aside because my direct report is going through a really hard time right now. I've gotta be present for him. Um, And so I, in in sort of an odd way, feel like in some respects, this remote working environment has given me an opportunity to more closely connect. With both my Rila colleagues, including my own team uh, and my friends in the industry, and you know, we continue to have weekly AP leader calls. And when I was in Texas, I missed the call, and I missed everybody. Like I missed seeing everybody on that weekly cadence, and I was glad to be back for that that next week's call. Right, like. Right. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's like I, I miss being in my beautiful office in DC and, and being, you know, being able to just go grab a drink after work with, with my friends at work and, you know, being able to goof around in person. Um, and, and gosh, I miss everybody at the conference. I can't wait till we can do it again. But in the meantime, I'm feeling pretty good about the connections that I've enhanced over the course of the last many months.
0: Sorry, well, really long. You kind of you kind of have to let it happen, though, right? Like it, it's, um, and you have to be open to it. I think yeah. because um, you know it, it is it is so easy to get caught up in your own little world, in your own little thing, because you got all this stuff going on. But it, it's part of our responsibility as as leaders, right? To 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 take, keep the connection with with our um, our employees, with our team members, with our uh, even with our supervisor and you know it goes up the chain and down the chain um, right. to check in right and and especially in this environment because um, you know I, I think there is so much more going on in 2020 than than before um, but then you also have to ask like or is there you know or is it just you didn't really take the the time to to ask those questions or you didn't have that opportunity like we do now like you said I mean I'm in your your dining room I guess right now right or, or living room you know, you're in mine. now, granted, that's not to say, as we talked about earlier, I don't want to turn the camera a little bit that way or that way, because <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this is perfectly framed right here because that's a mess right now. Right. So I don't want you in my house over there. <laughs> you can be in my house over here, but I don't want you in my house over there. <clears throat> right. But um, but I think that, you know, uh, I've seen the same thing. You know, I I. I think I know more about some of the people that I work with now that um, and some of the people that I've been able to deal with and, and some of the relationships that those people that you only see, you know, once a year at RELA or, or other conferences and stuff, right? That if you take the time and reach out to them, when you're reaching out to them, that conversation is so much different Yep, than it is than at the conference. At the conference, yeah. it's like, oh, when did you fly in and how was the weather and how did it go? Whatever. And now it's like, you know, you're talking and their dog is there or their kids come in and they're, you know, you see where how they live, where they live. Um, you're looking at some of these people who've grown their hair out, you know, and, and you see them in a whole different way, you know, um, than you ever saw before. Even some of the little, like you said, the virtual, um, you know, coffee, coffee chats or happy hours or things that we've done, um, even through the magazine, you know, you look at some of the folks that are on there and it, people are sporting beards and wow. long hair or, or um, or changing it up to do different you know um, different hairstyles and things like that too where you're you know you're looking and they're figuring it's okay I'm not going anywhere right, <laughs> right <laughs> I can, can right. trust right but yeah it, it it's um it's neat but I think I think your point about the the servant leadership piece is important right I think. Um, it's it's an important message to remind everybody that in this environment um, we could we can be even more connected. You know, everybody's like, oh, we're not connected because we're because we're all remote. Actually, we're probably more connected now. If you let it happen, um, you, we get even closer and stronger as a team. And I I think in a lot of ways some a lot of businesses have seen that to some respect because I hear over and over again we're more productive now than we were when we were all in the office. You know, you hear that a lot, right? That, that people are, are finding that and, and whether that's because they can manage their day better or differently or, or what have you, um, you know, some folks have their challenges, you know, it's, it's a challenge to have the kids at home, it's a challenge to have, sure. you know, a, or their spouse at home or, or better significant other or so forth. Um, I know with Sarah and I, you know, we have to, she's on one floor, I'm on another. Um, and you know, we because I can't talk like this, and she while well, she's doing her calls and and investigations and other stuff. So right, right, um, you know, it, it's a it's something to juggle with. But um, I think, like you said, if we t- if you take the time to really uh, to really be open to being more connected, this this whole process really allows us the the opportunity to do that.
1: I definitely think I'm more connected to my team, um, and I firmly believe that. Um, these weekly calls that we've held since March, which we would have never done but for COVID, um, has uh, brought the industry much closer. You know, Kevin. On, on, so think about this: we've held weekly calls for eight months, right? March, yeah, till now, yeah. Uh, and actually, for the first three months, we were doing two a week with the AP leaders. Uh, yeah. Last week's call had 90 AP leaders on it and we're mm-hmm. averaging probably 60 AP leaders per call. Um, and these guys and gals are now all, they all know each other. They're joking around with each other at the outset of the call Um they're, They've expanded their network. Um, you know, people who, who frankly were not engaged in the industry are now, and not only are they engaged, they've shown themselves to be true leaders and folks on whom the tenured engagers are relying on now for advice, like there have been some some standouts who have who who I didn't know before, and who I'm sure you know some of our colleagues didn't know before. And so I firmly believe that the work, the way we've been um, dialoguing over these last eight months, um, has has sort of connected us even more than we would have otherwise. I mean, you know, just today I sent an email to somebody because it crossed my mind. I'm like, hey, I haven't seen him lately on a Zoom call, on a weekly Zoom call. I hope he's okay. And I sent him an email. I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you. Are you okay? And he wrote back right away just saying, yep, he's been really busy and thanks for checking in. That wouldn't have happened eight months ago because I wouldn't see him. Right. Between conferences. I, right. I just, I did not see him. Right. Um, he's become a staple on the weekly calls. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, look, it, it's sort of going back to the early discussion. Do I wish COVID happened? Goodness, heck no. I mean, right. my goodness. Um, are there small silver linings in it if you search hard enough?
0: There yeah. are. Yeah. Well said. Well awesome. said. All right, let's move on to, uh, to a couple of other quick things before I cut you loose here. Um, we're going to talk about your, um, you know, part of, part of what we're, we're doing with this whole process is, is, um, you know, uh, that sort of power of giving back, by the way, did you know that today, uh, is world kindness day when we talked about, I, that did. Kind of thing? And I forgot to tell you that. So today is world kindness day. Um, so we're recording this on Friday the 13th, but it, oddly enough, it's World Kindness Day. So, um, so I thought I, I meant to bring that up earlier when you were talking about forgiveness. So perfect timing on that. Um, and, and the kindness piece also weighs into the um, conversation about um, giving back. And one of the things that we believe very strongly in um, both uh, at the magazine and, and you know, I know RILA as well has always been a huge supporter every year of different charities and, um, and in helping to give back. And, and you know, as a, as a thank you to you, um, we wanted to uh, look to support your favorite cause, your favorite charity. So I wanted you to tell everybody a little bit about um, the, the charity that you've chosen, which is uh, Dress for Success and, and particularly the Northern New Jersey chapter of that. But I think there's, it's a national organization. So tell us a little bit about what Dress for Success does.
1: Yeah. So some folks might not know, Kevin, that I actually live in New Jersey. Um, have lived <laughs> here pretty much all my life. Um, and uh, so Dress for Success, the, the way I would descri- describe it is, it's women empowering women uh, is really what it is, um, which I just, I, just, I just love that whole um, notion uh, of, of women supporting other women. And uh, essentially it's, its mission is to um, empower women to achieve economic independence um, through a network of professional women uh, we, there's a boutique of um, professional attire. Uh, we provide tools for women to be successful in the workplace. So essentially, you know, what, what, what the role of the volunteer is, um, you know, we help with resume drafting. We help with mock interviews. Uh, we help build confidence in women who um, are struggling to see the greatness in her. Um, and we help them find not find we help them discover the greatness in them um, and help prepare them uh, for you know finding job prospects preparing them for interviews uh, and once they land the job um, just being there to support them in in any way that we can
0: that's awesome that's great well for uh, If you're listening and you are interested in supporting this charity, um, we'll also have it listed as our um, charity of the week on LP Portal, the LP Portal app um, that you can download from the, uh, the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, it's LP Space Portal, P-O-R-T-A-L. Um, you can uh, reach them through there. You can reach them through the northernnnj.dressforsuccess.org website. Um, or keep it super simple just text dfs so dress for success northern new jersey dfs 19 to 707070 so text DFSNNJ 19 to 707070 and it'll respond back and it'll let you you know it'll ask how much you want to donate and you can do it right there off your uh, off your your phone right lisa
1: yeah yeah kev and if i could just add um Uh, Just for success, Northern New Jersey doesn't receive any government funding, so they're really reliant on um, corporate and individual donations. And while I certainly uh, appreciate the the efforts of the broader Dress for Success national organization, each of the the um, uh, uh, like a
0: chapter,
1: yeah, chapter. You know, they're separate and distinct from the national org. So I'd appreciate if anybody's willing. To make a donation, that they make it to the Northern New Jersey chapter, but certainly would welcome um, if you're not a New Jersey fan um, and you rather go through the national, org, you can you can do that as well.
0: Awesome. Well, um, on behalf of uh, the magazine and uh, Prime Communications, we are making a $500 donation to. Awesome,
1: awesome, Kevin. Thank you. That's awesome. Good. I didn't know Great. that. I don't think you told me that, Kevin. That was a nice surprise. Thanks for oh. being kind on oh. National Kindness Day.
0: On National Kindness Day, it was perfect timing. <laughs> All right, so last piece, we got uh, two quick things before you go. So two cents on two things. These are your two quick things before you go. So I'm um, gonna put you. I'm gonna put you on the spot for. I'm gonna let you pick though which ones you want off of this one because um, we we already opened up pretty personal on some other things. So um, yeah. we can keep it nice and simple.
1: Yep. All right, so the, the one that's the easiest is one thing that I can't live without is uh, basketball, watching it. So <laughs> pros, college, uh, my daughter, uh, it doesn't matter. Guys, girls, uh, could not live without basketball.
0: Done, okay.
1: And if I, if, I ha- if I had to get a tattoo, what would it be? Yes. So I, I have no tattoos and I'm <laughs> not a fan of tattoos. However, if I were to get one, um, here's what it would be. So my 93-year-old mom and my 16-year-old daughter and I, we, we, we refer to ourselves as a team. Uh, and in the spirit of sport and basketball, which Libby and I just love, and my mom loves watching Libby play, um, I would get a tattoo of our three hands. So my mom's really old and wrinkled hand and then mine and then Libby's, you know, sort of like in the huddle when you put your your hands together,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, right? yeah. yell team. Yeah, uh,
1: I would do a, I would do a tattoo of our three hands.
0: Nice, very nice. You 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 always be so high of your mom too, which is uh, which is pretty pretty neat. Uh, and and your daughter. So I, I would, that was something I didn't know about was your that you guys refer to yourselves as a team. So um, I love that. And thank you for picking the tattoo one because I wasn't sure if anybody else was going to pick that or if we were going to find out that, uh, you know, that, uh, I don't know, uh, when I talked to Paul Jekyll that he's got a sunflower tattoo somewhere, that, you, know, <laughs> you know, whatever. So um, good. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for for being so open and, and, uh, and sharing and caring and... This was awesome, so thank you for that. We're gonna we're gonna develop some neat stuff out of these conversations, and, and um you know like you said even if it if it helps or or touches you know one person I think um you know we did our job so thank you for that and thank you to uh, Prime Communications and Prime Secured for sponsoring our uh, our two cents on two things podcast. So this has been Two Cents on Two Things with Lisa LeBruno and her two cents on her two things, and uh, we thank you for for uh, listening. And uh, everybody stay safe and stay healthy. You're listening to the LPM Podcast.